Coming live from Chicago, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts through their industry, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Diana Quimpel, fashion designer, beauty queen, and a very famous podcast host. Welcome to the show, Diana. Thank you for having me, AJ. I'm excited to be here, and that was a very uh, gracious, warm welcome. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for taking out time. So we'll be talking about, you know, label-free living. You talk a lot about, you know, label-free, and you say that to live your best life, live label-free. Can you tell us or help us understand what label-free living is all about? Absolutely. So I think that, you know, we get labels put on us from a very young age, you know, whether we put them on ourselves, family, friends, society. Um, and so as I've gone through my journey, you know, becoming a widow and trying to rebuild my life and having people just put labels on me and my, I put labels on myself too as a, a human trafficking survivor that I, I felt that they were very limiting um, beliefs, very limiting labels. And I wanted to put a message out there that encouraged and inspired people to break out of those, those labels, societal expectations, and really live your life dynamically on your own terms. And for me, it's been very empowering. My, 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 my message just really resonates with so many people from all over the world. And it's been a very, um, it's been a very healing and a great journey of talking to other people that really um, believe in living their life label free. Okay. Okay. Tell us a bit about your background, Diana, because you uh, were in an industry into fashion designing, being a beauty cute queen. Uh, you have been amidst a lot of people and somewhat that is the line <laughs> where you, you can be yourself. Yes. Uh, but, uh, but a lot of people are not that, you know, uh, they, they're not in that position, especially in other countries and all. And now being there, people tend to forget about other situation. But being there, you have understood that society does put a lot of pressures, a lot of labels, either personally or professionally. So tell us about your background and how you evolve into uh, talking about label free living. Sure. So, I mean, I can go as far back as being a young girl. I mean, I grew up in a very abusive household. My father was a deadbeat. He ended up leaving me and my five siblings um, and my mother with paying no child support. So I uh, essentially became like a surrogate parent with my mother. We were kind of like we're partners helping, you know, help to raise my siblings. And, um, you know, as I got a little bit older, I, I continued the pattern of getting involved with a, an abusive man. And I ended up getting into the, in the throes of human trafficking, which was a very hard, a hard situation to come out of. But I did get out of it. I did a lot of drugs at that point in my life. And I ended up turning my life around, getting involved in martial arts, getting involved in bodybuilding. I became a personal trainer. Um, then I met my late husband. He was kind of like my knight in shining armor. He came like right as I was starting to turn my life around and really helped me get out of that situation. And him and I, 
you know, we were together for almost 17 years before he passed away. We owned five businesses. Um, one was our main manufacturing facility. We did over 20 million in sales. We had 150 employees. I was vice president of key accounts and business operations. We had three real estate holding companies, which I managed all the financials. I was the landlord. I managed all the, the, the necessary things around those those entities. Then we also had like an installation arm here locally where we installed our, we were an automotive, so we installed our remanufactured product. And so after he passed away, I had to rebuild my life. Um, it was a very messy time with the family and, you know, the estate and dividing up assets. And I had always wanted to become a fashion designer. So Prior to him passing away, I had found a company out of Soho, New York, that is uh, more of a consulting company that help you helps you with the whole design process. Hindsight, I probably would have done more research and did a lot of things myself and saved myself a lot of money, but I was just way too excited. It was a distraction from my husband passing away. So he passed away and then I, I engaged them and I created my first collection um, you know, a beautiful collection. I was, I was featured on the runway at Style Week in uh, Rhode Island. I was a finalist for the the Cadillac Design Challenge here in in Style um, Style Chicago, and it's you know I, that was a great journey. My last collection was in 2019. I um I, I created a big event against human trafficking to raise awareness. And had I been a little bit more aware, and you know my parents told me or my mother told me more about it, I probably would have avoided some of the, the situations I had gotten into. Um, I did my creative my last collection. We did a huge event. You know, we had I had six other designers here from Chicago, and I just told myself after my third collection, if it doesn't get if it doesn't take off, I cannot keep throwing good money after bad. So. Uh, that was the the final collection for me, but I learned a lot about the fashion industry. I love I'm I'm a you know, I'm a fashionista through and through. I love my clothes. I love my style. I love all of it. But I think I'm better off just buying and wearing <laughs> than creating. <laughs> um, and so at that point, uh, I you know I was like, what's next? I'm very Type A. I always have to have something going on. Uh, I had been approached by um, a pageantry here in the Chicagoland area, and I became Miss Chicago. And then I also had at the same time, I, I got an article on how to start a podcast. And I was like, I don't know who the F I think I am, but I, I'm going to start a podcast, you know, and then I came up with the, the label free um, message. And it's just been, we've just been rocking and rolling ever since. So it's been a, it's been a great ride. Right, right, Diana. So after that, now with the podcast thing now and focusing on label free, talking about label free Diana, you, you say that the society puts a lot of labels. Now, firstly, why, as per you, why does the society do that? And what sort of labels it puts on people? Well, I think we have an expectation as we as we grow up, you know, it's just like it's embedded in us from an early age. Got to go to you got to get a college degree. You've got to have one point two children. You got to have the white the house, the white picket fence. You know, I think that we're expected to fit into a box. And really, we are so much more capable of of the just fitting in that box. Sure, we need to have people that love going to the corporate job. But, you know, the people that really step out and take a risk are our thought leaders, our, 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 our inspiration, our motivation. You know, uh, that's really what it's all about is I, 
I was labeled as a widow. I was labeled like I couldn't start my life over. Oh, how dare you try to date? Oh, you are a human trafficking trafficking survivor, so you must be bad. You know, you did drugs. So, you know, I had a lot of those. I was abused. Oh, so you're just not worthy of love. So I've had a lot of those limiting beliefs put on me. And I was just like, I can't own what anybody else thinks about me. And I can't allow myself to think that way either. You know, when we break out of that expectation, we can achieve and touch so many more lives to make this world a better place. And really, with everything that we've gone through the last couple of years, I think it's even more important and more like a priority for us to inspire others to live a life where they feel fulfilled and not held back. And they end up on their deathbed and say, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Because that's no way to live. That is no way to live. I mean, it, you know, taking risks is a, is a risk, but it's also there's so much reward in stepping outside of that comfort zone. Okay, okay. And how do they break out of it? Now, uh, not everybody is a fighter like you. You, you, you know, fighting literally, and you have fought out of your circumstances, your situations to build the life that you are living today. But for lesser mortals. Uh, what do you advise? What are the tips you can give to live level three? That's a great question. And, you know, I think that you have to really tap into your courage and really find, you know, start out slow for someone that is incredibly scared or really worried about what others think of them and want to live up to this expectation. I think just to start out slow, like creating small goals for yourself. And, and we hear this from, you know, a lot of our leaders and throughout the throughout the world. And, you know, mindset is a, is a really big part of a lot of that and, and allowing yourself just to kind of face those fears or those limiting beliefs that that are holding you back. You know, you've got to you've got to step into your into your courage, you, you know, take that first step forward, whatever that looks like. Go take a if you don't know how to swim, go learn how to swim. If you don't know how to knit, go take a knitting class. If you love photography, go take a photography class. You know, these are small goals that can lead you to something bigger. You know, for me right now, like I, I want to become an author and I want to get onto a stage one day and, and give a keynote speech. I'm scared of that, but I am putting myself in situations by like going on your show, you know, having my podcast and always making sure that I'm saying yes to opportunities that can lead me to where I ultimately want to be. And am I scared? Absolutely. Um, um, is there something fearful in me like, oh, I might not be accepted? Sure. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I'm only letting myself down if I don't show up for myself and at least try. Right. Right, Diana. So now talking of podcast, you are, you are a top podcast, podcast host. And so you talk about label free. What type of guests you get? What do you talk about? You know, because it's a quite a thing to carry on talking about uh, this whole subject with different yeah. guests and all. It's almost like a like a movement that you have uh, built up. So tell us more about that. Well, you just gave me chills. Thank you for that. I mean, I'm hoping creating some kind of movement that's a positive movement. Movement. I talk to you know, and I know that as having a show, you have to really be focused on who your who your guests and your audience is. And um, I found that you know my my guests are my audience. So if they if they are you know um, aligning with my message, then that they need to be on my show, especially if they have a great story. I really talk to a lot of entrepreneurs 
a lot of people that have broken out of corporate artists, you know, um, speakers, people that kind of fit into that genre where they are no longer living a life like that in that box. They are doing a lot of authors. They're doing things to make an impact and leave their thumbprint on this world. And that's really what I want to encourage people to do. I mean, there's an audience for everyone. Everyone has an audience, whether they believe it or not, whether they want to step into that, into that position of telling a story or not we all can inspire and can make a positive impact. So those are, I mean, I, I probably get asked from 50 to hundred people a week to be on my show. So there is no lack of guests for me. And a lot of, and most people, most people have such an incredible story and they offer such great gifts. If you allow them to tell it and you ask them the right questions. Right. Right. Diana, you do so many things at the same time, you know, uh, you run businesses, you run a podcast, you manage so many things at the same time. Uh, it's not an easy task in today's time, you know. How how do you manage all this together? How where people can you know take some tips from you about this time management? Well, you know, I've always been pretty good with time management. That's one thing. I've, I'm a multitasker all the way. But what I would have to say, if someone's struggling with time management, don't get overwhelmed with all the tasks that you have to do. Compartmentalize that, you know, and prioritize the your to-do list, right? Whatever that looks like. And so for me, I can't allow myself to think like, oh, I'm all encompassing. Like, oh my God, I got this, 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 and this to do. Because that's just overwhelming. And that's like going to create a lot of confusion in your life. So I like to just to kind of take on one thing at a time even if I'm multitasking, you know, you're able to compartmentalize those different things that you're handling and not get yourself overwhelmed. You know, I know that's easier said than done. I know a lot of people have a hard time with that, but, um, you know, I just like to encourage people that if they are feeling overwhelmed, just to kind of take a deep breath and just tackle one thing at a time. And you're going to see that it's not as overwhelming as you thought it was. Right. Right. But then, uh, you know, the special tip that you can, how to close a uh, what you call $20 million contract. Now, it's not a simple thing. While doing so many things, you also close a million dollar contracts. Now, how do you manage to do that part of whatever you do? Well, that was in my previous life. That was definitely one of my career highlights in that industry. Um, you know, I think it's very important to understand when you're dealing with a contractual um, type bid, a government bid, is to understand what the requirements are you know, building that relationship with the purchasing person or the procurement person to really make sure that when you submit your proposal, that you are giving above and beyond what they're looking for so that, it, you know, you're standing out. It's, it's like going to school and you got to write a report. You know, you got to stand out from your peers so that you get an A+. It's the same thing. It's just at a different level where you're making, especially from the technical side, we, you know, I just made sure that I, I really prepared a proposal that was mind-blowing for the bid and and we and we won so that was a a very exciting uh win for me and i'll and i will forever just that was just one of my career highlights in the automotive industry okay okay but in later parts uh, in later part of your life you know you built up uh your life in your own manner you were all alone perhaps you know you had to take decisions you had to take understand things take tips from your earlier life and yes. just do going about doing things the way you thought 
could be helpful to you. Now, a lot of people are there. They have to take decisions. There is nobody, no, no guide or no book for them to refer to, uh, especially uh, a lot of women across the globe. Yeah. Now, what do you tell them that how they can take control of their life? Because it's a different thing when a, when a woman especially goes out with somebody else, with a man, and then the deal and everything else is happening. And when the woman goes out alone and takes things in their hand, then the whole equation is a bit different. So yes. how do, what are your what are your tips for people who are uh, taking control of their lives and trying to make something out of their lives? I'm glad you asked that. So, you know, my late husband and I were like the ultimate power couple. You know, he was the voice of the of our businesses, but I was in the operation side, very strong. I was the driver. Um, and I had always told him, I'm not going to be in the backseat forever because I really had a need to let my voice shine through. And after he passed, you know, it was a very uncomfortable um, journey for me to stepping into my voice. And I think you're right, especially for women that, you know, might be supported by their significant other, but they are, they're yearning for that, for them to have their own voice stand on their own two feet. It's, I think it's, um, face your fears again. You know, for me, it was very scary. And what really helped me was when I started my, my fashion label was to develop my five second elevator pitch, you know? And every time I did it, the more and more I did it, the better it got and the more confident I got and the more, the less and the less fearful I became of, you know, of, you know, you, all, you, all you can do is try, right? You, I mean, if you, and I don't, personally, I don't believe in failure. So even if you don't succeed to where you want to succeed to, that you have, you've learned, hopefully you're learning something from, you know, whatever you're trying to get into and you're going to improve that elevator pitch or improve the next venture and, and just really continue to drive forward. If you are, if there is a calling within you to, to develop a dynamic life of your own, do not be afraid of that. If opportunities come up, say yes, because you never know what they're going to lead to. And just trust your gut and, and have faith in, and have faith in the process. Right, right. Trust your gut and go with the flow. So, yes. <laughs> yes. So, Diana, about your podcast, how can people connect with you? How can they listen to your podcast? How can they know more about you? Tell us about your you know about uh, your links sure. about your website and your podcast i'm everywhere so all the streaming channels apple spotify stitcher google all of them i'm everywhere you can google search me there's gonna be pages and pages of my name that you can find me on facebook instagram linkedin so anywhere that we're supposed to be i'm there okay <laughs> so don't hesitate to reach out follow me i have a youtube channel as well which uh, you get to see videos of my podcast sometimes in person which is really fun but also every guest that's on my show they're they're going to be on there as well right right diana thank you so much for all these tips for sharing your story for sharing your journey and a lot of tips that will help a lot of people across the globe Thank you very much, AJ. On this note, it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed.